Transforming care through genomic medicine, personalized therapeutics, health services and outcomes research, and innovations in healthcare delivery. We're Children's Mercy Kansas City, presenting our audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host Dr. Michael Smith. So our topic today is pulse ox screening for newborns. Is it making a difference? My guest is Dr. Stephen Kane. He is the director of the Cardiovascular Laboratory and associate director of the Ward Family Heart Center. He's also an associate professor of pediatrics with the University of Missouri, Kansas City School of Medicine. Dr. Kane, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. It's good to be here. So we're going to talk about what impact the the pulse ox screening has done since it's been implemented. Um, but first, let's just get some background information. What what percent of infant deaths from defects are attributed to congenital heart defects? Well, in the first year of life, um, deaths related to congenital heart disease account for about thirty percent of deaths related to birth defects. About uh, congenital heart disease is actually a very common form of birth defect. Uh, affecting about one percent of all newborns, right? And so, what um, when you look at the pulse oximetry screening, uh, what percent of newborns prior to doing this as 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 screening in the hospital were sent home with a critical congenital heart defect? Do we have that kind of data? We do, we do, um, because congenital heart disease is fairly common, as I mentioned, with with about one percent of newborns affected, about fifty thousand babies a year. We had lots of information prior to uh, 2010 about how many babies went home. About 10,000 babies of those 50,000 with uh, birth defects had what we refer to as critical congenital heart disease. And of that 10,000, as many as 2,500 to 3,000 babies per year were being discharged from the newborn hospital without their defects being diagnosed. What is that? So when you look at a baby who's being sent home with a critical um, congenital heart defect, what, what's the outcome? When that happens and we don't catch it, what's the, what's the common outcome for that child? Well, the, the outcomes are very much different uh, in those children compared to children who have their diagnoses made in a timely fashion. Uh, the most significant issue is is the risk of of returning to the hospital in a very ill state, uh, which which happens very commonly in those babies uh, who who are discharged uh, early without the defects being known, and that affects the outcome of their surgical intervention or their treatment that they need. Babies uh, in this state typically go home uh, undiagnosed with some protection. Uh, the the uh, fetal circulatory structures allow a child to actually do well for a few days. But once the uh, ductus arteriosus closes, uh, the child becomes quite ill. And as I mentioned, uh, the outcomes are, are significantly yeah. worse. Specifically, uh, a study done in Sweden that really highlighted this impact showed a, 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 a survival uh, during the first year of life uh, for children who went home uh, without their defects diagnosed. Uh, only about 10% compared to to those who did have the diagnosis made right. timely. And this is exactly why, you know, wanting to catch those defects before they leave the hospital is was something that became very important uh, to physicians like yourself, to Children's Hospital. And this is where um, the pulse ox screening um, was initiated, correct? So tell us a little bit about how Children's Mercy implemented this screening uh, in newborns. Well, the the uh, newborn screening was recommended um, by the Secretary of Health and Human Services, Sebelius, uh, back in, in September of 2011. 
And what she did was she asked the uh, states uh, and state departments of health to, to work together to implement this. Uh, many states handled this as a legislative mandate. Uh, for instance, the state of Missouri did. We helped provide training to, for birth facilities and also uh, the uh, uh, follow-up for children who had positive screens. In the state of Kansas, we did not have a legislative mandate that was supported by the legislature. So what we did at Children's Mercy is we worked with the Kansas Department of Health and Environment to implement a quality improvement strategy. The uh, Kansas uh, Department of Health and Environment uh, Task Force went out to birth facilities and provided education uh, from materials that we actually provided to them. And over the course of two years, uh, the state of Kansas went from 30 birth uh, or 30 percent of the birth facilities screening to 100 percent, and a total number of babies, uh, which was about 75 percent of the of the newborns being screened to to 100 percent. So even even without a legislative mandate in the state of Kansas, uh, we were able to uh, get babies screened um, using the quality uh, improvement initiative. Now, when is the screening actually done? Is this right as they are being um, released or? 12 hours before? The, the, What's the, the time? Protocol? Yeah, the timing of the screening is very important because the uh, oximetry assessment in the first few hours after light uh, during a transitional period uh, can be uh, sometimes misinterpreted or inaccurate. So the, the screen is really designed for healthy newborns who are at least 24 hours of age uh, prior to, and, and, of course, prior to their discharge. Uh, children who have signs of congenital heart disease before that time uh, typically, uh, because of symptoms uh, or different issues, breathing problems, oxygenation problems, those children are identified uh, quickly and uh, and often come to our attention. But as I mentioned, about 25% of babies with very significant uh, congenital heart disease don't actually have those symptoms in the first uh, few right. days of life. And that's that's why the oximetry assessment at, at 24 to 48 hours of age is, is really critical. And in, in, in that time period in a healhealthy infant, how sensitive is pulse ox as a screening tool? Pulse oximetry is actually quite sensitive. Um, it, it doesn't it, the, 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 uh, with regard to detecting those those critical defects, it's actually got a very good record. there, there is a con, there was a concern prior to initiation of pulse oximetry that there would be a lot of false positive tests that has actually turned out to not be the case. Um, there are some babies who are screened who have a who have an abnormal pulse oximetry screen who end up not having congenital heart disease. However, the screen does uncover other particular problems such as lung disease, uh, sometimes infection. So these are also important clinical uh, problems that are detected by oximetry, even though they're not necessarily congenital heart disease. All right, and so. Now that we've laid out the, the, the background here and, and we've talked a little bit about the screening tool itself, in your opinion, has pulse oximetry screening made a difference? Well, I think we know in, in many of the states that it, it actually absolutely has made a difference. One of the concerns that I have about oximetry assessment as we do it now in the U.S., and, and this is getting better, fortunately, is fortunately almost all babies in the U.S. now are being screened with oximetry prior to discharge. What we don't have a standard uh, protocol for yet is reporting. Uh, several states um, have have implemented reporting of their of their data, uh, and and actually states such as New Jersey uh, actually report this publicly, so we can have a, a very clear view of the number of babies who are having positive screens, and also those positive screens in terms of the impact on on saving children with congenital heart disease. 
In the state of Kansas, we we actually do have a field in the electronic birth record and registry for uh, oximetry screening. Uh, and so that I think has the ability to to let us know for sure the number of babies who who are who are coming to detection with this technique in the state of Missouri we need to work on better reporting uh standardized reporting on on a patient level so that we can understand uh, the impact but just as a clinician who sees a lot of these babies in the first month of life one thing I can very definitely tell you is that gotcha. the number of infants coming to our facility with undiagnosed congenital heart disease or with the effects of having had their heart defect um, not diagnosed uh, in the newborn hospitalization has decreased dramatically. We just don't that's see nice. very many of those babies anymore. And that's a, yeah. it's a real transformation compared to where we were five years ago when Secretary Sebelius uh, recommended. Yeah, and such a simple test too, right? I mean, it's, it's absolutely, easy, it's absolutely. non-invasive, it's, it's everything you want in a screening tool, right? <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it, it kind of, at this point, it's amazing to me that we, that we did not implement it earlier, but there were, there were valid concerns about accuracy. For, fortunately, you know, several, you know, large population studies really confirmed that this was something that was needed. And I'm, I'm proud That's of great. the efforts on the Department of the State Departments of Health, both in Missouri and, and Kansas, to really get this going, and, and also proud of uh, what the work that uh, doctors here at Children's Mercy have done as well. Well, that's awesome. Dr. Kane, I want to thank you for the work that you are doing with this, um, the work you do at Children's Mercy, and also thank you for coming on the show this morning. You're listening to Transformational Pediatrics with Children's Mercy, Kansas City. For more information, you go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.